Hello, hello, hello. Uh, it's Chris, and thanks for tuning in to Out of the Money, where I make really risky plays, and I hope I make a shit ton of money. And so I'm here with you guys today to talk about uh, a stock pick that I'm looking at based on current events, and then kind of talk about current events that are leading up to the decision that I'm making and towards buying this potential stock that I'm thinking of. And then also I'm going to give a special shout out to my next best investment that I want to get into. And so let's jump right on in. Um, so let's talk about the news first before I lead in for the punchline on the stock that I'm going to give out. Cause people would probably just, if anybody's reading this or anybody knows what I do, I'm a market analyst and they could just go straight to my stock pick and they'd be like, what the fuck? So what I'm going to do is talk about the news, lead into the to the certain stock, and then news on that stock of why I think it's just miles ahead of the competition in terms of everything about it. And a lot of people that are close to me, like family and friends, know that I'm incredibly, incredibly bullish on this particular stock. And so I'm going to jump right into it. So news, the inflation search, inflation news this morning. Uh, if you we look at the Dow, it's it's down to its original run-up on February and January times. That's huge. It's crazy that we're looking at this and they're just down so much. And why is that? You know, who knows why this could be happening? Could it be fear of inflation? Over higher gas prices? You know, who knows? You know, tech is hugely down. Actually, today I did some spy puts, you know, that printed a ton just because you, you, you look at the news and you see everything dropping and you know exactly why the, the rates the the U S two and 10 year spread is up 1.52% today. You know what that means for tech and growth that brings down the stock market and which, you know, obviously you take advantage of that. That's why the spy prints, they absolutely printed. And profit takers were out today. Bearish news. Um, another thing, too, with news of the Fed that I saw earlier this morning is we might, you know, obviously this is speculation. I'm not a financial advisor, but I believe we'll see another recession based on the decision they made. To cap the rates at 2.25%. I think they're going to raise it. They want to keep inflation at 2%. So when they raised that two 10-year spread, what happened is, is a lot of people see that going up. And keeping their money in the stock markets is not as beneficial for big institutional money since they control all of our wealth pretty much. The retail investor controls such a small portion. Even if everybody bought the same stock, it, it would barely make a dent compared to the money that's actually out there in these big institutions that control these prices, which is insane. And, you know, with the Fed news saying that they're going to cap rates, they're trying to keep inflation at that 2%, which means that we could see another recession again. And in, and in terms of of investors, it's another, there, there might be another fire sale. And I think the fire sale is already starting to happen. You know, you, you think you'd see a slower progression, but you don't see that slower progression. We saw a huge downturn, uh, in the past week of how fast these stocks have gone down, you know, and there's, 
And another reason why I was bearish and did spy puts today too is the hacking of the oil pipelines. A big reason why gas prices are going to go up or the war between Palestinian and Israel raising the Fed rate. I read I read a very interesting report in the NY Fed report that total household debt rose by $85 billion, which is a total of $14.64 trillion in the first quarter of 2021. $14.64 trillion total household debt. Let that sink in. And then the other NY Fed report, mortgage balances rose by $117 billion with a B in quarter one of 2021. And that brings just the mortgages alone to 10 $16 trillion. And, you know, looking at this news again, you know, I warn people that are keeping their money in the U.S. dollar, in paper, and or in your savings. You're, you're getting screwed right now. Think about this. I'm going to give you guys an interesting um, fact right now is if you had $100 that you put into your savings back in 2020, that same 2020 $100 is now worth only $71 in the year 2021 because of government inflation. I'm being silent right now, just so that way you can think about that, which is crazy. And I'm assuming to believe that this is why we're seeing a decline on Wall Street. Remember, when rates arise and we give money out for free, this causes bigger institutions to pull money out and put it towards different type of equities, which could be anything such as commodities or whatever the case might be. We don't know. It could be offshore. We don't know because they want to tax. They want to tax the corporations. We're, we're a capitalistic country, and yes, I get it. We should all pay our fair share. I'm a firm believer in that, but, you, but we have to understand what the repercussions are when you do this. I mean, they're rich for a reason. They're very smart people. They, 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 they found a way. They, they have people that are in law that teach them about the tax code. And if they can abuse the tax code, which is there on purpose, trust me, if the government wanted to, they would rewrite the tax code so there's no way they could avoid it. But they don't. Why is that? Let that sink in. Just think about it. I'm not going to keep going into that because otherwise I'd be getting in too political. And, you know, I obviously have mixed feelings. I'm very conservative. So I'm going to keep moving on. But another thing, according to the CNBC inflation, it's at its fastest pace since 2008 last month, with the CPI spiking 4.2% from a year ago compared to the Dow Jones 3.6% increase. Remember what happened in 2008? Two thousand eight. If you don't, I highly encourage you guys to look it up. Of what happened in two thousand eight, it you'd be very surprised. No, I really wasn't affected personally by this, just because in two thousand eight I was only fifteen years old. But I've heard the stories, to understand why it happened. I know exactly why it happened. And uh, so like today, when I tell people this privately, a lot of people ask me, well, Chris, where should I keep my money? 
If I'm losing money like crazy just sitting in my bank, what do I do? Well, that's a great question. You know, do I know the right answer? Not 100%. But how do big institutions hedge against inflation? One thing that I go to, and this is going to be my special shout out stock, not my actual stock that I'm looking at, is cryptocurrency, which is the people's currency. And one that I'm specifically going to talk about is Ethereum. I've been saying this since I was young and really invested into hardcore on, sorry, let me take, let me go back a second. I've been saying this for a while since it was below 2000. Once I read the white papers, I understand what its goal is. That's one thing a lot of people don't do. And they're like, I've got all my money and dog money. And it's like, hold on, what a second. What's the dog money white paper? What is, what is Dogecoin serving? as part of the DeFi program. Nothing. It's a meme stock. And I highly encourage people to look at the white pages of all cryptocurrency when they start dabbling into crypto and learn what it does. It's absolutely an amazing project. And basically it's all speculation, but I think it's a great way to hedge against inflation because you have Bitcoin that's deflationary. It's not inflation. All right. So going back to that, I'm really in. So what I do to invest in crypto is you want to make sure that you get something like a Coinbase because you want actual addresses to own Ethereum. You can obviously buy it on Robinhood. You can buy it on Webull. You can buy it on all these platforms, but you don't actually own that crypto. And by law, they could just take it away and there's nothing you could do. You could write complaints or anything. Nothing's going to happen because you actually don't own that crypto when you buy it. So that's why I highly recommend using Coinbase or um, the one that I personally use is Binance International. And I use leverage on Binance, actually, because I do a lot of research. I understand. I like ADA, which is Cardano and Ethereum, and I'm the biggest fan of Ethereum. Right now, it's sitting around, at the time I'm doing this, it's right around 4.2K. I originally has been telling people, I think it's going to pass Bitcoin back when it was 1.8 to 2K, which was not that long ago. And people would have thought I'm crazy. I'm not crazy. I just read the white pages. I understand what its goal is. I understand what Bitcoin is. I understand what crypto is. And that's one thing that, I think a lot of people should be paying attention to when they enter the crypto space. That could be the future of finance. And um, with that being said, since I use leverage, I, I'm getting these decent returns. It's not the greatest because I don't put all my money in there because I could lose it instantly. I use a VPN and locate myself in Switzerland when I do these, when I invest and I trade into this stuff. And that's risky because I could lose it all in one minute. So I'm okay with losing all the money that I put into it. And that's the one thing people got to think about because a lot of these cryptos could easily get rug pulled or whatever the case might be, which is when somebody who originally invested in it at first owns majority of all the coins because that's back when it was cheapest. The owner of Ethereum has billions of dollars of worth of Ethereum because he's the one who created it. He was the one who got coins back when they were like 15 cents a piece. 
let that sink in that you could have bought Ethereum for 15 cents a coin and how much money you'd have today if you had bought in back at that time when Vitalik first made it. I won't go too far into that because could have, should have, would have. It's about our research and what we're going to do to the future. You know, and that's what I'm going to be working on this podcast is figuring out what things should you invest in early so that way you're on top of the game. And I'm going to be doing a lot of research. I'm going to figure out what would be good and make speculations, and which is why I call this out of the money. I'm looking at stuff that's way out of the money that people would think I'm crazy, do a lot of research on it, put my money in there, and just like when Ethereum was really young, watch it grow to 4K. What did I say? About half a year ago, I said that Ethereum was going to hit 5K. Well, I think it's going to pass 5K because I even... I just saw an interview with Mark Cuban. He said that it's most likely going to go to $100,000 per Ethereum. That's insane. Just look at the news. Venezuela. They raised their minimum wage to $3 to try to combat the cryptocurrency frenzy. Nobody wants real. Nobody wants that currency. They're all putting it towards crypto. Because it's the people's currency. They're actually storing value there. There's no value in a fiat currency like real. It's hyperinflated because of the inflation. Um, you know what's crazy is I saw in the news today, JP Morgan says Ethereum should be 1K? Really? Hmm, that's interesting. Why should it be 1K? They never really explained. Based on transactions... That's crazy to me because JP Morgan said crypto wasn't going to be a thing four years ago. And they said that everybody was going to lose their money. And the second biggest crypto is going to pass JP Morgan and market cap. People, you should never listen to this. Always do your own research. Do your due diligence. The news is out there to get you to as well on this stuff. Because what, what most likely JP Morgan's trying to do is shill out to these news articles to get people to sell the Ethereum so that they can buy in cheaper. And this happens all the time in the market. All the time. Which is crazy. But I'm going to kind of go into what Ethereum is. And in short, what Ethereum is, it's a global open source platform for decentralized applications. And on Ethereum, you can write code that controls digital value and runs exactly as you program it. And it's accessible anywhere in the world. If there was no Ethereum, there would be no DeFi yet because Bitcoin gave us programmable money. But Ethereum gave us smart contracts that make your money even more programmable. Every movement you make in real life is just a series of smart contracts executed in the correct order and that is exactly what ethereum will do to our economy finance education and everything else that can be improved with smart contracts somewhere right now is building a decentralized business from scratch on ethereum right now as we speak 10 years ago there's no way this could have been done that is what ethereum is they all run on this smart contract blockchain of Ethereum. To truly decentralize all aspects of our society, we need a framework that ensures trust among participants. And that's why we need Ethereum. 
Because without smart contracts, two parties can't interact securely with each other with a third-party service ensuring both participants get their share of the deal. Uh, for example, if you use an, you know, any type of service, you don't need to trust that person. Because with smart contracts within the crypto economy, you can simply transfer a tokenized version of your asset to your neighbor or stranger on the internet in exchange for a certain amount of crypto. And that smart contract would make sure the tokenized asset is transferred to the other participant as soon as they make that payment. If you apply the same principle to public transportations, supply chains, and the economy in general, there's a lot of need for an Ethereum-like platform. That's why Ethereum is what it is today, which is, which is crazy. And the whole existence of the ETH network is a product of distributed governance and security. Miners all over the world secure the network with their hash power, and the network pays them in transaction fees that are generated. And I could keep going on more and more about this, but at the end of the day, if you're investing in Ethereum, I just want you guys to know that ETH is not only a smart contract platform, but is the most secure one out of all of them. ETH also makes sure you don't get scammed when transacting value with unknown parties. And ETH enabled DeFi to actually exist. And there are a lot of potential Ethereum killers out there, but the number of users on ETH network tells a very different story. Uniswap alone attracts more daily users than all dApps combined on EOS. And so that's a little bit more on Ethereum and why I'm just incredibly bullish on it. I've been, I've been bullish on this for a long time. Obviously, I'm not a financial advisor, but hopefully you guys understand why I'm bullish on this, why a lot of people love it in general, and why institutions are bringing it down because they want in. We're going to see Bitcoin dominance get completely flipped by Ethereum. People would think I'm crazy years ago, but am I crazy? Not as crazy as I was couple months ago. Just a little food for thought. Okay. So I'm going to go to my original stock pick. That was just the honorable mention. I'm sorry. I kind of dragged on. I just wanted to explain crypto and why DeFi and how Ethereum works and why I'm so bullish on that project in the crypto world and how to hedge influential's news and inflation. Now, if we go back to um, my original stock pick, um, it's not other than Tesla. You know, I've had friends and family, you know, tell me for a long time that, oh, Tesla could go down. Look at the P.E. ratios. It's way overvalued. It's higher than Ford and GM and all other modern makers combined. Like, okay, yeah, you're not wrong. But let me tell you why Tesla is valued the way it is. The largest company in the world chose Tesla batteries on their new massive solar farm. Apple will use Tesla Megapack batteries in a solar farm facility. Hmm. Okay. Tesla has partnered with utilities and other things that aren't even announced yet on a lot of these partnerships that they do. Tesla also grew 160% year over year on installed solar. 
Tesla solar growth continues. Like roof assessments, solar roof progress. Tesla also delivered 184,800 vehicles quarter one of 2021 for 109% increase year over year. Get this, while wow, there's a chip shortage. While wow, there's a chip shortage. Tesla owns their own Nickel Island. Tesla is so far ahead of the game, it is unreal. They're ahead of legacy automakers like Volkswagen. Volkswagen is actually buying carbon offsets from Tesla. AI and data are the name of the game in the amount of miles driven and data compiled doesn't even really have a close competitor when it comes to the autonomous driving that Tesla has. And Tesla is also scaling. It took how many about 160 days to build its own gigafactory for China and Berlin, Texas soon, and then India. Tesla is up 52.92% last six months. Last year, it's up 310%. And it's up over f almost 1,600% in the past five years. Just a little bit ago, which is crazy. Obviously, we've seen it decrease in the past couple of days because they're raising rates. But there's, you know, there's so much upside to this company. And Tesla's pretty much an index fund. You know, it's it's like an EV, solar, AI, data, batteries, more type of index fund. Because they do so much more than just vehicles itself. Which is crazy. Tesla is literally 10 years ahead of the competition. I'm literally going to buy a Tesla. You know, Elon was talking about his Tesla app. You know what the autonomous driving would do to the Uber and Lyft service and people driving drunk and the the accidents, less accidents would occur, cars driving everywhere? If I'm going out with a drink with the guys, I just pull up my Tesla app and have a car come pick me up whenever I want. And I wouldn't have to pay anything. I'd pay a fraction of what I'd have to pay Uber or Lyft because there's no driver behind it. These electric vehicles last way longer than normal combustion-type engines. I could literally be home playing video games, and my car could, if I had a Tesla, it would be out driving people around, would be making me money while I'm just sitting at home. Food for thought on that one. So pretty much, as you guys can tell, I'm very bullish on Tesla. Um, a good strategy here while it's going down is buying 100 shares. If you have that much money, pick up as much as you can. If you can get 100 shares, I know everything's crashing, but you got to look at this long term and potentially a recession You know, in the next couple of years, if my prediction's correct. You just have covered calls. The premium is so insane on Tesla because of the implied volatility right now. It's such a good growth tech stock if you hold that much equity. I would get, you should consider buying leaps, $500 leaps for like January, 2023, June, 2023, look way down the road, way, 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 way down the road. Once we get through this little hiccups that we have in our economy, once we get past that, owning contracts of Tesla down the road is going to be huge, especially when they get all this stuff going infrastructure plan, all that kind of stuff. It's crazy. 
And people think I'm crazy. But anyways, that's two things I'm currently looking at with huge upside potential in my speculation. And of course, I'm not a financial advisor, but these two things will absolutely be game-changing things to invest in. They have such high potential, and they're already climbing, and they're big enough already where you can put money in. I think they'll keep climbing if they're projected to go where they are. Pretty much, I think it's a fire sale, and buying this is just great. And then you should hedge your position if you're buying them, and the S&P keeps dropping. Is pretty much what I'm recommending to do if you do your research and you agree with my statement and the research that I've done. But, um, all right, guess. So that's my out-of-the-money play that I will probably be doing. So I'll let you guys know how it goes. Hopefully we make some money, huh? Thanks for joining into this podcast, Out of the Options. Appreciate it, guys.